Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. Like I said on Sunday, like I said years ago, like you say every day, Florida can go to hell. But I don't want you to go to jail. If you find yourself needing a DUI defense lawyer, a criminal defense lawyer, or if you've been hurt and you need a personal injury lawyer, GarzaLaw.com, Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm are East Tennessee's premier DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. Part two of Florida Week. Let's go. Let's get ready. It's time. If you need somewhere to watch the game, come watch it with me at Elkmont Exchange on Saturday at noon, 745 North Broadway. will be a fun time. Let's get this win. Let's get things rolling. 1-0 in the SEC. That's what this week is about. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his haircut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on extra point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. All right, Florida Week, part two, another episode of Reed's Ranch. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. Seth, I got to be honest, the juices are flowing. It's Florida Week, the juices are flowing. Yep, it's um, it's time to dig in. It's time to dig in. It's time. It's time, it's time it to dig in. It is approximately 7.31 on Wednesday evening. Jeremy Pruitt has... Uh, said that Bryce Thompson and Jeremy Banks are traveling down to Gainesville. The report is that Bryce Thompson was running with the first string. Bryce Thompson is going to play Saturday. Talk to me, Daddy. He's playing. I mean, right, like he's playing. Like Austin Price gave it away in the VolQuest podcast. He said, uh, if he's not playing, why would he travel? Why are they going to dress him and put him on the sidelines if he's not playing? That's just begging for a distraction and people to criticize you for no benefit. Yeah, like there is zero reason to put him in the uniform and not let him play because then, like you said, if you have him in uniform and you don't play him, people are going to be mad. You can't take a, you can't take a slack of, of meat. You can't take steak and put it just out of reach of a dog. You can't have it there just teasing him, mouth water and barking because then that bad things are going to happen. You know what I mean? If you're going to put the meat out in front of the dog, you got to let him eat. You gotta let him eat. I, I'm not saying that Bryce Thompson is would have been like one of the twelve apostles, but like he did, like he he's not guilty of anything. He's not a threat to the school. He's been deemed not a threat to the school. Play his ass. He's a threat to Florida. He's a threat to Florida. He's he, he's a threat to Kyle Trash. I mean, there's no. 
there's no reason to, to not play him at this point, honestly. I mean, if you're going to let him travel and suit up, play him. And I think that they will. I, I would be stunned at this no, point. It's crazy. No, no. If, if he doesn't play now, that is a huge mark against Jeremy Pruitt. Like, you can't have him running with the ones a couple days before Florida taking valuable reps from guys who need it. Right? No, I, mean, I agree with you. I agree you, with you. I agree with you totally. You can't have people out there running with the ones and then not play them. Like, if he's not going to play, put his ass on scout team. He wasn't. He was running with the starters. He's 100% playing. He might even uh, have to sit out one series, but he's going to play 90% of the game. Yeah, I would be stunned if he didn't play. Like, I, I would be stunned if he didn't play. As crazy as that sounds at this, like, from where we have been, I would be stunned if he doesn't play Saturday. He has paid his debt to society. He has. His name's been thrown under, you know, his name's been dragged through the mud. He's been thrown under the bus. I mean, some asshole posted his mugshot for no reason. Yep. So, I mean, it's time. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. You said it best. You said it best. We got to let the goons be goons. You are 100% right about that. We got two goons at starting cornerback. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about going up against a guy who hasn't started a game since, what, his freshman year of high school? Something like that. What did he play in high school, wide receiver? No, he played quarterback. He just sat behind De'Eric King or whatever. Okay, so he did, I thought he, for some reason, I was thinking he had played wide receiver there. I mean, he might have because he couldn't beat out De'Eric yeah, he, King. Yeah, he, he didn't start at quarterback in high school. Yeah, I mean, I, him starting at wide receiver in high school isn't going to help him on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just saying. I was trying to think if he played wide receiver or running back. I thought he played one of those in high school. I mean, thanks for trying to nitpick me on the start stat. Like you said the other day, you know, we have tape now. That might be, it might have been better for us, better for us that he played some the other night because now we kind of have an idea. I mean, they're not a very good running football team at all. No, they're about three yards a carry at most. I mean, not saying that we have the uh, 85 Bears or the whatever version of Alabama was really good. 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, all of them. But, I mean, uh, uh, hopefully we can keep them from just completely gashing us up the middle because they've shown that they can't really run. They can't run at all. And, and I don't know if you heard, but we're you know 99% most likely getting our best defensive back back. I just... I don't know if you heard that, but Bryce Thompson, Bryce Thompson, our best defensive back, looks like he's going to be back. I feel like our best chance to get the quarterback is, is Quaveris Crouch. Let's turn him loose. Just He played over 30 plays last Saturday. And he got to the quarterback. And he got to the quarterback more than anybody. It just put him on the edge and let him go. I mean, their tackles aren't good. Their offensive line sucks. We have to be able to get to the quarterback somehow because – I mean, we have our best cornerback. We have our best defensive back back, but we have some issues back there too. I mean, we need to be able to get to the quarterback because they do have good receivers. But if we can get to the quarterback, I feel like we're going to be all right. I really don't think they'll be able to run the ball on us that much, even though our defensive line isn't that great, because I think Pruitt will scheme well enough to, to keep their run game shut in pretty much. And we have we have two really good linebackers. Now's the time, Drain Man. Now's like, the time. It's it's now or never, right? I mean, 
unleash everything. I want to see that same type of game plan you had against Auburn, and I know that you're used to to Malzahn's goofy ass offense, and you know like what the cues are and stuff. But you know what, Dan Mullins are too. I want to see some more of that Pruitt scheming up, sending blitzes down, you know, hands on his knees, reading this, reading their offense, and sending guys from all over the place. Yeah, I mean, you, you every year you were at Alabama, you had to play Dan Mullen at Mississippi State, so. You ought to know Dan Mullen's offense inside and out, too. They're not going to do anything crazy. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, Dan Mullen's not going to pull any tricks out of the bag. You know what he's going to do. Line up and stop them. This is what you're paid to do. They don't have anybody on offense that really scares you, right? Well, the prospect of Emory Jones doing dumb shit has me a little worried. You know, bringing him in in some packages, and God knows we haven't really been able to stop a running quarterback in the last decade. Like, is that... Has he played any this year? I don't know. Dan Mullen said he was going to play on Saturday. Uh, was he even close to beating out Kyle Trask for the job, for the backup quarterback position? That I don't know, my friend. I'll be honest. I am not scared of Emory Jones at all. He looks he looked tiny out there when we saw him last year. From what I remember, I'm not scared of him at all. Like, I... I'm scared more of Kyle Trask running on a busted play because he can move a little bit. And I'm scared of uh, him dropping back and giving him 10 seconds and nobody, us not getting to him, and then he can scramble on a busted play. Like, quarterback design runs for Emory Jones or whatever. Now, he might, I might be totally wrong. That's not really what's scaring me. Kyle Trask, like, Doing some horse shit running the football that we don't expect is what scares me because nobody expects Kyle Trask to go out there and just kill us with his legs, and that's surely what will happen now. I want to blitz his ass from the outside all day. I want Crouch and Taylor crashing from the outside. I want linebackers, other defensive backs coming and it's time to uh, time to trust our secondary to go out and be able to make one-on-one stops. My confidence in the secondary has gone up immensely um, with Bryce Thompson being back. We got it all. You got an All-American cornerback now, and that that helps you play one-on-one defense and send more. You know that that allows you to put him out on an island, and you don't need safety help over there. Ideally, now look, it's his first game of the season. I get that, but. He's got to be ready to go. He's been practicing for two weeks. He's been practicing for two weeks. It's time to go. Let's go. And, I mean, he's so damn good, he needs like one series to get acclimated. And maybe him being back will wake up Elante Taylor. Maybe. Uh, you know, maybe may, maybe, maybe he needed his running mate. Man, I just I loved Elante Taylor coming off the edge blitzing last year. I know. He made some big plays. I would love to see that again on Saturday because he can really knock the shit out of some people. And he did last year. Um, yeah, I mean, Bryce is a huge deal. You get Bryce and Batuli back. I mean, Batuli's going to play more than 10 plays Saturday. Yeah, we just wanted to get his feet wet. We, just t- we let Batuli out of his cage, let him get his feet wet a little bit, let him play with some of the freshmen, let him play with some of the younger guys, and now he's, he's ready to go. Cannot overstate how important he is for the defense. Yeah, I mean, you got we missed we missed him those first two games. Yeah, big time. We're probably two and zero of Daniel Batuli. Yeah, yeah, he, he was a huge deal. He was a much bigger deal than anybody saw. Um, and it just allows it allows Hank, who is an awesome athlete, to just go fly around. He doesn't have to be making the calls and stuff. Henry T can just go play. 
I really want to see Crouch and Harrison coming off the edge. Daryl Taylor hasn't really done much for me this year. It's okay. He's been saving it for SEC play. But, you know, last year he would just kind of show up in – He showed up for the Georgia game. He showed up in big games, and he would just kind of go crazy. We need. I've always called him big. I've always called him big game Daryl. Yep, you have since the very beginning. People forget that you've always called him big, big game Daryl. Uh, I thought. Big game Daryl. I thought that our best hope might be the Auburn offensive game plan. Just kind of because, like, the one position on the field where we have the clear advantage is our wide receivers over their secondary. Their secondary is ass, and we have good wide receivers. They're thin at secondary, and what they have isn't that good. I thought that our best option might be just, you know, to lob the ball up and let our guys go make plays like it, like we did against Auburn last year. But I really think we're going to be able to run the ball on them. I really think with the right side of the line, like you said, if you put Pope over there, we're going to be able to run the ball on Florida. I, I know we talked about it a little bit in the Discord, but like it makes me a little nervous that you know our, our freshmen can't run block right now. They're doing really good in pass blocking, but can't run block. And I hate that they're not next to each other. And then we got Calbert at right tackle who can't pass block, but can run block. I would rather just you know maybe move Morris to you know keep him at left tackle, move right to to, to left guard, and have them on the left side of the line, and then just have your grinders Trey Smith and Calbert put Pope over there and just have them ramming the ball six yards down their throat, six yards at a pop. Yeah, I wonder why that is. I wonder if they just don't want two true freshmen lined up beside each other. I mean, I'd imagine it's because Trey Smith was really good at left guard. Yeah. And he, you know, he's kind of comfortable there. And maybe there's some, maybe there's some, like you said, freshmen being lined up next to each other. You could easily confuse them. Or maybe it's just something of you know their natural positions or whatever. I, I don't. I don't. It just doesn't make any sense because Darnell Wright's high school team didn't even pass the ball. He was rated a five star because of his run blocking ability. Now it's great that he's been awesome at pass blocking, but it would be cool if he would rediscover run blocking in time for the game on Saturday because that is six hundred and sixty pounds on the right side of the offensive line. If you put Pope over there, who is, by all accounts, a great blocking tight end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that we love Austin Pope. We have never we have never wavered in that. Austin Pope is a big fan of the podcast. Austin, I know you're listening on the way to Gainesville right now. We believe in you. You block your ass off. Don't If they tell you to go out for a pass route, you say, no, I'm not. I'm staying in and I'm blocking. I'm not going out for a pass route. No. I'm blocking. Brother Austin is is on pace for quite the redemption story. We are always talking about who's next on the chopping block, but Austin Pope and Will Friend have the making of quite a redemption arc for this season. All of a sudden, Austin Pope is having to play all the time because he's such a damn good run blocker, and Will Friend's offensive line is out here killing people in the run game. It's just something to keep an eye on. Because if we go out there and we run the ball for like, if we start getting like five or six yards of carry behind Calvert and Darnell Wright on Saturday, uh, Will Friend going to be sitting pretty. At, at that point, it will just be all on Chris Winkie. 
Like the guillotine will be will be focused solely on Chris Winkie's neck. Will Friend's gonna have the boys ready to play. He's had them ready to play. You know, I mean, like you 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 know Moose is gonna have the tight ends ready to play. Moose is Moose is gonna ride Austin Pope and Princeton Fant. <laughs> How about Big Cedric Tillman? Put him on the right side too. He's a good run blocker too. Cedric Tillman, breakout star. Body like a tight end, speed like a wide receiver. <laughs> Let's ride him. I don't need to see, no offense to Jordan Palmer, I've, he's out. His ass is on the chopping block. He is tied to the whipping post. It is now time for Cedric Tillman to rise and flourish. It's time for Big Ced Tillman, the proud of Las Vegas. Brandon Johnson, no offense. Keep your ass on the bench. I'm sorry, boys. Maybe you'll get another shot against UAB or South Carolina or something. But you got to ride your horses here. You're riding Callaway, Jennings, and Cedric Tillman. Those are your three. Let's go. I hope we have, like, two wide receivers out there, Jennings and Callaway, and everyone else is in the box, and we're just going to try to run it down their throats. <laughs> Put Jawan and Tillman and Pope all on the right side. It's Put Callaway on the left side. Put Gray or Chandler on the left side or whatever you got to do, whatever. I guess they're going to be handing the ball off to them. And let's go. Let's just go to the right side. It's so funny, dude, that we think that, like, we have a lot of confidence that we're going to be able to run the ball. And all it took, all it took was for Jeremy Pruitt to just put a dude who is 330 pounds and quick at right tackle and put a five-star who is 330 pounds at right guard. That's all it took. Like, no offense to Marcus Tatum. He's probably listening, too. No, I think we made him mad. (laughs) But he weighs like 250. He gained weight, bro. That's what they said. He probably lost it all in fall camp. It's funny. If you go back and look, Marcus Tatum was on that Dwight Howard plane. If you go back and look, there's been stories the last four years about how Dwight Howard has lost 20 pounds to uh, get in better shape and help his back every year every offseason every new team he goes to Dwight Howard has lost weight and is in better shape Marcus Tatum did that except the opposite this week or this year hey he's gained a bunch of weight he's ready to go the the only thing that that really I find odd and I'm not complaining because I'm ready for the youth movement is that Jameer Johnson was our best offensive lineman and he was hurt, I guess, last week. And now all of a sudden... Next man up. Next like, man up. He's back this week, and but it's Wanya Morris is starting at left tackle, period. They don't care. Ask, ask, ask Trent Green what happened. Ask Drew Bledsoe what happened. Sometimes you get hurt and lose your spot. Sorry. Next man up. I mean, I, I'm not complaining because I'm ready for the youth movement. And, I mean, it's just... It was just odd to me. They 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 had never liked Jameer Johnson. That is well known. So just be ready, Jameer. They might call your number. We're gonna need you. Just just be ready to go. Keep your helmet on, buddy. Keep that helmet strapped up tight too. You ha- hey Jameer, you have a chance for a redemption story too, buddy. You and Will Friend are probably talking right now. You and Austin Pope, and you're like, hey, I know we've let the team down for a while, but I'm ready to go, and we're gonna leave here as legends. Because let me tell you, boys, keep listening. Keep focused. Let me tell you something. If you go down to the swamp, you go down to Gainesville, and you come out with the win, you're going to be a fucking legend. You hear me? A legend. 
Stay focused. Stay locked in. Dig in. Let's go. Dig in. Keep chewing. Dig in. Keep chewing. You find yourself in a bad situation, just keep chewing. Think of those little mice that that fell in that that thing of cottage cheese, and they just had to keep churning and churning and churning to get out. And next thing you knew, they walked out and it was butter. It's all going to be butter, baby. It's all going to be butter. Just keep churning. Keep chewing. Is it butter and cottage cheese? Did I get that right? Yeah. We're, we're right, gonna good. go with it. How do we how do we feel about how do we feel about Broadway J? Cream cheese maybe. I don't know. Uh, not great. That's why Chris Winkie is on the that's why he is on the chopping block. That's why their necks are in the guillotine. Like that's why. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't feel great about it. I don't, I don't feel any worse than I did when Quentin Dormany went down there in 2017, and he should have came out with That's the win. That's the thing. Like, we, like, all it would have, like, the last couple years, it's not even been like Florida's been good. We've lost the game because we've, like, because of their Florida. Like, we go in there, and we think the game's over before it ever starts. Like, sometimes a lot of these games, all it would have ever taken is an average UT performance. Last year, for sure, Butch Jones last year. I mean, Butch Jones last year, we gave them, like, we did stupid shit over and over and over and still had a chance to win. Still should have won. John Kelly dropped the touchdown pass. I can't believe John Kelly. I get sad every time I think of him dropping that touchdown pass. Like, bro, it was right in your hands. Dormady lofted it up perfectly. You ran your little angle route. You were wide open in the middle of the field. And you had been a, you had been a goddamn man. You'd been a goddamn man all day. You had a chance to be a legend, John Kelly. You had a chance. Man, when he did the Gator Chomp, I just remember thinking, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I was right. Don't do the Gator Chomp until it's the clock has struck zero. It was still pretty badass, but if you do the Gator Chomp, you got to catch the game-winning touchdown. But like last year, you know, we, we talked about it on a couple podcasts ago. At all the stupid shit Tennessee did, the game was still right there for the taking, even in the second half. I won't say that the game was there for the taking in the second oh, like, half. Well, well, Callaway, when Callaway dropped that touchdown pass. That was, was that still, still the first half. Oh, that was at the end. That was like, was what, almost yeah, halftime? Yeah, we never had a chance in the second half. We were down 23 and then fumbled the opening kickoff, and then we just got our ass kicked. We fumbled the opening kickoff? Of the second half, and that's when I got up and left. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I sat through that long-ass halftime thinking, hey, remember 2016 when we had a big comeback? Say over. And then we fumbled the opening kickoff, and I got my ass up and left. Who fumbled it? Do you remember? Whoever the fuck the kick returner was last year, Seth. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? It's not important. He fumbled. Well, let's hope something like that doesn't happen Saturday. That would be great if it didn't happen that way. I would appreciate it. Look, we've gone there, there down there two times in a row, and we were the better team, and we should have won. I don't even know if we were the better team, actually. In 2017, who knows if we were the better team? It doesn't matter. We still had boys that were ready to go, ready to play, and they went down there, and they should have won. So I'm not worried that we're going to come up and just get our ass beat. It's not going to happen. No. No, that's not going to happen, Seth. Well, I hope not, John. Juwan Jennings deserves this, all right? Juwan Jennings deserves a win so bad on Saturday. For all the shit that he has had to put up with, he deserves to win in the swamp. 
Oh, there's no doubt about that. He deserves to score a touchdown in the swamp. He deserves to knock somebody's ass out on a block in the swamp. Let's go. He deserves it so bad. After all the shit he's had to put up with, that dumbass Brady Hoke kicking him off the team, trying to kick him out of school, he survived that. He survived dumbass Butch Jones, and he survived his wrist injury, he survived his knee injury, and he just wants to win, and I want him to win so badly. Just throw the ball to him. Just throw the ball to him. He's going to be ready to go. I'm not worried about Jawan Jennings being ready to go. He catches he, he catches every pass you throw to him. Just get, just, it, get it even somewhat in the radius. Just throw Broadway, it. Broadway, like, Jay. We don't throw it to him. I know this. We don't throw it to him enough. Like, sometimes it's that simple, right? Throw the ball to him all the damn time. Just throw the outside screen, let Cedric Tillman and Austin Pope block for him, and we'll win. Just throw him the ball. Put him at quarterback. God knows that, that, that Broadway Jay can only throw to one side of the field at one time. He can only lock in on one side of the field. So let's just lock everything in on the right side of the field. Let's make it easy. Roll out to the right side. Stroll out to the right side. And just throw it to Juwan Jennings. He will catch the ball. What more does he have to prove? I mean, the, the catch he made in the overtime against BYU was just unreal. Throw him the damn ball. Throw it to him. I actually don't feel terrible about the game. Because they're not that good, right? I, they're Why not that we, good. Why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we do this to ourselves? We're like the kids in that damn Sandy Hook back to school PSA. That was some sick shit. She's got her backpacks on. Got her backpacks on. Ready to go. Gonna tailgate. Gonna come to Elkmont Exchange and watch. Everything's good. Shots are flying around us, but we're cheery. We're happy. We're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we really are like those poor kids that died at school. In the PSA, Seth. Not the real life. The PSA. Oh, yeah. If they can put the PSA out, I can reference it. Either way, why, why are we doing this to ourselves? How have we allowed ourselves to be ready and pumped up? Because what's the point of being a fan if you're not going to? The only thing we have that's fun is the five days, Monday through Friday, up until the game. That's the only thing we have that, that's I'll fun. I'll say Monday is usually not that fun. But by, by, okay, Tuesday. by Tuesday, it starts getting fun. <laughs> by, Tuesday, by Tuesday, we've snapped and cleared. We've snapped and cleared. I don't even remember the Georgia State game. What happened? I don't even remember. They only have one thing on my mind. We're 0-0 zero and zero in SEC play. Well, just to refresh your memory, we got our ass kicked by Georgia State. But we were keeping <laughs> it vanilla. We don't care about that game. This was all a long con. It's worked out perfectly. We don't look that good. And guess what? If you don't look that good, you know what time you play? You play at noon. We play at noon. Have we lost at noon this year? Jerry Pruitt's never lost his noon. And Jerry noon Pruitt has never lost at noon. As a head coach. He's never lost at noon. And as he said yesterday in that video, this book hadn't been written yet. That's right. It's, st it's still got unwritten chapters. And guess what? There's only going to be 70,000 people in attendance reading this book because they're playing at noon in the hot Florida sun. We're one and two. We're limping in. Their fans are sitting down there. They're not worried about us. They're not worried about us. They're thinking about Georgia. When can we go drink at the cocktail party? That's all they're cared about. Meanwhile, we're going to slip in in the middle of the day, for a little afternoon delight. That's what's about to happen. 
That's what's about to happen. We're going to come in at noon in front of 70,000 people, and we're going to be the more physical team, and we're going to be the team with something to prove. Just imagine the shit Juwan Jennings is going to do in that field if we win. Mm, I love imagining it. I hope he literally shits on the F. That would be something. <laughs> that would be something. They might they might have to do like a real like cut to the producer if that were the case. I'd be okay with it though. <laughs> as, as um as they go to interview Juwan and Jeremy after the game and Juwan just shits on the field. <laughs> Alright, let's run through a couple patron questions. <laughs> Patreon.com slash reads ranch. No new patrons between now and when we recorded on Sunday. Still we rise. Still we rise. No days off. We were asked, what is your best case scenario for Saturday? Oh, uh, winning. winning. Yeah, uh, and Jennings, I understand. And Jawan Jennings shitting on the field. <laughs> and no injuries. Imagine Jawan Jennings taking a shit on the field. (laughs) Marking his territory. Then Jeremy Pruitt comes out with a rolled up newspaper and starts hitting him. Bad dog! (laughs) Bad dog! That sounds problematic. Yeah, you, you okay? You okay with? <laughs> yeah, I'm you, good. Choking over there. I'm good. You think it's problematic that Pruitt would roll up a newspaper and hit hit your star receiver? Uh, that's what Techball said. I mean, just it's, it's a dog reference. It's a dog reference. G-Man asks, "What would be the mo- more heartbreaking way to lose?" JG throws a pick six late. Samaglia misses his first field goal, which is a chip shot. Or JG spikes it on fourth down. <laughs> C-Mags missing the game-winning chip shot would leave me devastated. That would leave me absolutely devastated. Just him missing He's within been... 55 would leave me devastated. He's been nails through the first three games. Looks like the best kicker in the nation. That would be the most heartbreaking. The most infuriating is by far the pick six. I would lose my shit if he threw a pick six. Now, obviously, the spike on fourth down, like, that would just, you know, that would be. that to me. What would you do if he spiked it on fourth down? I don't I don't know. I guess I would, just, I would probably <laughs> just laugh, honestly. Like, that would just be something you have to laugh at. Oh, yeah. Man. Most amazing way to win. JG runs 10 yards in for the final touchdown on the last drive. Samaglia makes a 55-yard field goal, or you're up four and the defense intercepts Trask in the end zone on their last drive. I think I'm going to go with the interception. Let's change that because no one's going to pick the most amazing win being JG scrambling in. Let's say JG throws it to Jawan Jennings, or Jawan Jennings throws it to Austin Pope. I think it would still be so sweet to intercept them in the end zone on their final drive. Bryce Thompson with the pick. That would be sweet. <laughs> I would die if Bryce Thompson did the A.J. Johnson machine gun. <laughs> oh, 
man. Just gets the game winning interception and just lets the chopper spray. Oh, man. Like the Sandy Hook PSA. They put it out there. They made it pop culture, okay? They made it pop hey, I'm culture. Not, I'm backing you up. I'm not worried about it. They made it pop culture. It's a really done PSA, by the way. That little girl at the end of the PSA is the best child actress I've ever seen. The one with her phone texting her mom. Yeah. I finally got a phone to text my mom. That'll be me texting you at, at 320. <laughs> with Garantano driving down, driving down the field down two. Like, can he just it, get us close to midfield so Samagda can come out and kick a field goal? That's what's going to happen. It's going to be just like 2015. We'll have a little bit more time uh, left, and we're going to have to get in field goal range to kick a game-winning field goal. Can JG do it? The thing about C-Mags kicking the field goal, if it's if we're down like two and we're driving for him to get to the like, I don't know that I could bear to watch it. I would feel so bad if he missed the field goal. He's been so good. Oh, I would feel terrible. Like, us down two and we get to, like, the 38-yard line and him lining up for, like, a 55-yarder, like, I don't know that I could watch it. I Like, just thinking about that makes, like, my stomach churn. Well, then you can sit in the dark and text me with tears in your eyes. That's the Magley. But man, if kick. he nailed it, if he nailed it, oh man. You talk about just pure euphoria. See, man, then pointing at his tattoos. The shit he would talk. That guy likes to talk shit. He would probably kick the field goal and then go fight some Florida players. I need him or Jawan Jennings to kick somebody's ass. Like, can we. Uh, but as you said that, I just got really nervous. I just got really nervous that there's going to be a crucial third down stop that we lose because Jeremy Banks gets a personal foul. Well, hopefully he's not playing. He had two interceptions against UTC, bro. But I, I, I don't think he's going to play. Well, hell, he might. That's Pruitt's guy. Pruitt's, Pruitt's bringing him along. Pruitt had the easy out to be like, hey, Jeremy, uh, you got arrested this weekend. We're going to have to hold you back. You're gonna have to sit out the same two games that uh that Bryce Thompson did, or three games, Sh- I guess. Shout out to JJ Peterson. JJ, if you're listening, what in the hell are you doing, dude? You can't even beat out Jeremy Banks. I don't worry about Jeremy Banks getting a 15-yard penalty like that. What I worry about is Jeremy Banks lining up on the entire wrong side of the field <laughs> and leaving a hole that you could drive Jeremy Pruitt's Ford Platinum F-250 through. There is going to be a crucial, crucial moment where he's going to have to make a tackle and one-on-one against the running back. Okay, right now, what would you put the percentage chance that he makes that tackle at? 15%. Without, yeah, that's without what I was going to go Without with. using a face mask or getting a targeting penalty. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say, Jeremy. If you're listening, we just want you to know that if there is a chance that the guy, if he, if he gets by you, he scores a touchdown, then then grab his face mask and throw him to the ground. Commit pass interference. Can we just put Jeremy Banks on the sideline, and if Florida has a breakaway touchdown, he just runs out as a twelfth man and tackles him? Yes, Jeremy. 
listen, just stop him from getting to the end zone. Yeah, just just whatever by any means necessary, Jeremy. Take the penalty. Nobody cares. Just t- just take the penalty. If you get thrown out, you you it was for a good cause. Yeah, I dread him being out there in crunch time, man. I don't even want to think about it. But what if he makes another interception? What if he knocks Kyle Trask and Emory Jones out of the game? What if the bull just starts headhunting? What if his <laughs> horns get out and get into somebody? What if he gets an interception and returns it for a touchdown because he can't be tackled? If he got, if he had a pick six, I think I would just start laughing like a maniac on my dad's couch. If like my Devin mom and Swafford, dad would just be like, "What is wrong with you, Devin Swafford? What a name drop!" If Devin Swafford can get a pick six in the swamp, goddamn it, so can Jeremy Banks. How in the hell did you pull that out of your ass? Devin, Devin Swafford, Swafford has two of the biggest plays in the last five years or six oh, years. Man. His touchdown on that pl- on that punt block against Georgia and the pick six to start the game in the swamp. He was a player. Jeremy Banks could be the next Devin Swafford. What a name drop. I don't know what I would do if he got a pick six. Like, I would just start laughing, and I would just text you immediately. Like, before he's in the end zone, my phone's out texting you, and all it would be is, like, LOL or LMAO. That's all it would say. (laughs) Oh, man. I would just be going with the exclamation points. Oh, No need for any letters, just exclamation points. Uh, Just imagine. Like, you talk about somebody that's going to talk some shit. Jeremy Banks, if he got a pick six, I mean, he is going, he'll probably do the Gator Chomp in the first quarter. Jeremy Banks will probably drop the ball on the way to the end zone because he'll be doing the Gator Chomp at the five yard line. Oh, man. There's really, there's, it could really go any way with these guys. We got a couple wild cards out here. Yeah. Like, I mean, we still really don't even know, like, what Broadway Jay is going to bring us Saturday. And please don't forget the possibility of uh, of Trey Smith getting a couple personal fouls too. He he's known to mix it up a little bit too. Oh man, I didn't even think that was that play he did Saturday that bad. Yeah, it was late. I mean, who cares? And it was, and it was UTC, bro. Like, calm down, dude. He's just he's happy to be playing. I know he's happy. He shouldn't be like going after the whistle and hurting these poor little kids. Save it for Florida, bro. You remember when Derek Barnett would always do that? Derek Barnett skirted the line of late hits more than anybody I've ever seen. Except for that one time in high school where he absolutely murdered that kid and it made dead spin. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. Oh, he like clotheslined that dude. It was bad. I just yeah, remember he always... South Carolina as we were making that comeback. He kept yeah. dragging their quarterback around <laughs> on the ground. Like as the ball, like as the play's dead, he's just still dragging him around. Yeah, he was always. Just begging. Will you quit fucking yawning? I'm tired, dude. I'm tired. We're three days away from Florida. We're sitting I here talking about I was win. thinking about Florida. I was thinking about winning in the swamp. Man, I think we can win. Yeah. Yeah, we can win. Yeah. Yeah, we can win. Are we uh, going to? I guess we'll find out. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. Saturday at noon. What is the ticket situation looking like? 
there's a lot available on, on StubHub for as low as $50. You can get 50-yard line lower level for $100. I'm telling you, their fans don't give a shit, man. It's going to be too hot for them. Do you think it's that? I just don't think they care, period. I don't think they care, but I also don't think we're good enough to make them care. And it's also hot. It's at noon, and college football attendance is down all the way around and all that shit. But, you know, we've been playing the long con. We've been playing this for 14 years. We have made them think that we don't matter for 14 years, and now's when we come in we bottom them in the ass. Surprise, bitches, we're back. The long con. We took the long route, but it was worth it. Mike Hamilton put this in motion years and years and years ago. I just, here's what I keep telling myself, is that, you know, it has to even out. We played absolutely all-time bad against Georgia State. So I feel like that there has to be one game where we do the absolute polar opposite and we play out of our minds great. What if it's Saturday? You deserve this, Seth. You deserve this for sprinting back into the stadium in 2016 and for running over that poor old man, that poor security guard that you truck-sticked at the, at, the, uh, at the gate. We all deserve this. Levi's all... dumbass wore a sweater in 100-degree heat. You slept in the bed with Rainey in Gainesville. Producer, cut that out. We don't need people knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> we deserve this we all deserve it man we we're still here it. we're, we're still, still here dug in all these years later we deserve to be rewarded we're still here just one goddamn time reward us one time we're still here and we still think that we can win after all this so why not just reward us for it? One time. Just one like, time. I don't want to have to wait like 10 years to feel like, you know, to win another big game on the road like we did last last year against Auburn. I want it now. I want it now. I want to see Jeremy Banks high-stepping into the end zone. Just imagine Jeremy Banks high-stepping into the end zone. One time. One time, Pruitt. You owe us, Jeremy. You owe us. He does. People forget that, but he does. And rent is due. It's time to pay the piper. You owe us. We're here to collect. Get a goddamn win in the swamp, Jeremy. So after we win on Saturday, do uh, do we forgive him for Georgia State? I say no. I will. Okay. I will. I just want this win. I want to be 1-0 in the SEC. G Georgia State, whatever. Make Georgia State look like an outlier, and we forgive outliers. This rules of statistics. Outliers don't count. Outliers don't count. Win in the SEC. Let's go. Let's beat them. Mississippi State is trash. South Carolina's trash. Kentucky's not good. Let's go. Let's win five SEC games, and it's okay. Yep. It'll be okay. Sins will you, be forgiven. You'll get an you'll get an amazing recruiting class. The sins will be forgiven thanks to my man Pope. Pope. 
will help wash away our sins with his run blocking on Saturday. What what a, what a, what a just what a career arc from Austin Pope. Like this we don't even be an all time redemption story. What if he catches the game winning pass? This is going to be how Jamie Lannister's arc should have finished. Him saving the day from buffoon to someone you sympathize with to someone you're rooting for to someone that saves the damn day. We were all we were all very anti Austin Pope. We were very anti Pope. This is tough love. We weren't anti. It was just tough love. We wanted him to be the best run blocker he could be. Yeah. Be a road grader, Pope. Just get over there with Calvert. Let's go, 8-1. It's all it's on you, buddy. Clear the way. Tell them Florida players to eat shit. Who do they even Pope? have on defense? I know that they have the David Reese guy or whatever. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he sucks. Other than that. They ain't got anybody. They're, Dante Fowler ain't walking through those doors. No, he's not. Javon Curse ain't walking through those doors. No, he's not. Brandon Spikes. Who knows what the hell that guy's doing? Alex Brown. Who? <laughs> the guy that terrorized T. Martin. Who? <laughs> He's not walking through that door, though. He's not. The Pouncey brothers aren't. Tim Tebow's what? not. Percy Harvin's not. None of we them know, are. We know Aaron Hernandez ain't. We know Aaron Hernandez isn't. Percy Harvin is crazy. Julian Tabor's been cut. I hope Percy Harvin doesn't walk through those doors. Things might pop off. Who is that little who is that little five four dude they had? Chris, what? that Rainey guy. Chris Rainey. They had Chris Rainey. Demps, wasn't there a Demps? Brandon dude? James. Brandon, Brandon James. James. Yeah. Oh, Trey Burton. I hate Trey Burton so much. Yeah. They got so many players that I hate. They got so many players that I hate. They're like I hate on a personal level. I don't hate them because they beat they don't beat they beat my school. I hate them on a personal level. Like I hate Trey Burton personally. I want to make them go snap, crackle, and pop just like Felipe Frank's ankle. Just pop. Man, that was rough. That was rough. Get, Did you see him get, crying? Get the air cast out. Get the air cast out. Get, get the, the air, air cast, cast out. out on Florida. Hey, doctor. We're going to need a medic with an air cast, please. Jeremy Banks has killed another man. The junkyard dog is finally loose. He's wreaking havoc on the field. The JYD's ready to eat. To the tent. To the tent. Get the air cast out. Bro, what's that little what's that little thing that what's that little vehicle called they bring out on the field? It's just a little golf cart, ain't it? Get the get the cart out. Gator, that's right. Get the gator right. out. Get the gator out. We got some more gators down. Bring the gator in the air cast, man. We sound like assholes right now. I feel like that ship's already sailed in this episode, buddy. <laughs> that's probably true. Producer, take that out. Seth doesn't want to sound like an asshole. Scrape them off. It's time. You got anything else to say? No, we're going to win. Oh, wow. Seth Hughes says we're going to win. Do you have a, do you have a prediction, John? No, no prediction. No just, prediction. Just pain for Florida? Just, I know my guys are going to be ready to play.
I'll find out who all is my guys. I, I got a handful of them right now I know is going to be ready to play. My guys are going to be ready. Hopefully, I, I'm telling you I got an extra 20, 25, 30 guys after, uh, after Saturday at 3 o'clock. Hopefully, we've got a handful of legends ready to go. A team full of legends. My guys are going to be ready to play. Jawan, Pope, Trey Smith, Bryce Thompson, they're going to be ready to go. Don't forget Hank. Don't forget Hank. He's going to be ready to go. Don't forget BGT, BGD. Don't forget BGD. BGD is going to be ready to eat. He's hungry. He's been waiting all year. He ain't got to eat, but he ain't got to eat all year, Seth. Nope. BGD's ready to go. That's big game Daryl, in case you couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it's a big game, ain't it? It's a big game. That means Daryl's going to be ready to go. <laughs> it ain't funny. It ain't funny. It's a big game. He's going to be ready. <laughs> I was wrecking my brain. <laughs> Trying to figure out who the hell BGT was. Big game Daryl. I was like, man, I cannot think of anybody with those initials. I have said that since the moment he got on campus. Oh, big game Daryl. My guys are going to be ready. They need to feed Eric Gray. And Chandler. And Chandler. And let Tim Jordan pass block. <laughs> I want the right side behind Calvert to be Tim Jordan, Austin Pope, and Big Sid Tillman. <sighs> let's have let's let Tim Jordan have a little throwback Sean Bryce at performance. Huh? Let's just put him at fullback. Let him get out there and block. Slipping the ball every now and then. That would be cool as hell. That it's would time. be cool. So. It's time. It's time. T. Martin's going to be talking to them boys before the game about what it's like to beat Florida and what it does for you if you're a Tennessee Vol who beats Florida. I mean, if Eric Ainge can beat Florida, Broadway J can. really don't have a lot of confidence in the quarterback position <laughs> i do appreciate though that this podcast we have pretended if it as if it doesn't exist there is no reason to talk about our quarterback position we have so much talent all over the rest of the field it doesn't matter we're just gonna we ignore the quarterback position we don't need a quarterback we have calvert and Dar- darnell Wright on the right side of the line with austin pope mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just hand the ball off don't forget cedric tillman we got Big Sid Tillman. <laughs> Buddy, I was dying when you said, damn, he looks good. As a, he, that's a good-looking tight end. <laughs> I was like, he's a wide receiver. He's got a tight end body. He does. He's got, he's got a tight end body with uh, elite speed. And that guy's a freak. He's like a creative player in Madden. And the actual quote was, damn, Moose has got these boys looking good. <laughs> He did. He does. Princeton fan looks like an NFL tight end. I'm ready. Uh, I am too, buddy. All right, let's get out of here. I love you. I love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. We are a good football team. They are a good football team. But in championship games, 
you dig deep. A little bit of quick history talking about digging deep. Uh, 30 years ago, right here in this locker room, uh, out on that field, I was captain of a team in 1971 that had to take the football 99 and a half yards. 99 and a half yards from winning touchdown in deep. Because that football team wanted to. Now they like to make a big deal out of going seven times to the to the swamp. The swamp is the same as any other football field. Okay? There were some really average football teams from the University of Tennessee in that era, okay, that was part of that seven times down there. But regardless of that, that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean one thing. Every game stands on its own. Just like every play today that you play will stand fundamentals with assignments that you've been taught. Okay, the, the, the vision that you have to see the adjustments that need to be made. The set that you take on and on and on. All those things that go into being a good football player. I don't know how many people in this country believe that really doesn't matter either. It only matters what these men in this room believe. And how about taking it to the field and getting it done like a Tennessee football team is capable of doing? That's all we're talking about. 60 minutes of something that you know how to damn well do very well that you can play with anybody in the country. You're at a championship level. You have played yourself here. Nobody's giving you this opportunity. You have worked and sweated and fought and scratched to get to this point. 60 minutes to get the greatest win of this season. The greatest win of this season because the next one's going to be just as big too. Those guys put their jocks on just like you do. Those guys like the same girls that you guys like to say everything's the same. Okay, it gets back down to who wants to will it the most. Right. It gets back down to playing a football game like you were capable of playing. Great fundamentals, great technique, playing the kicking game as winners 100% of the time, playing defense as winners 100% of the time, and playing offense as winners 100% of the time. That doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect all the time. You're not. Okay, but you can darn sure lay it on the line every snap that you're out there, every play that you're out there. Come into this locker room when it's all over with absolute zero regret. Whatever's on that scoreboard, so be it. For 60 minutes, you lay it on the line every play that you're out there, and you win this football game in a big way. You get the ball back for us, Steve, and you trip and take it away from it. Regardless of the score, regardless of what happens, we're going to play 60 minutes of the best Tennessee football of this Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go. 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 Let's